Welcome to Inside the Match, where Alex and Simone talk residency applications. We are two residents here to help you navigate the match. For each podcast, we'll bring you residents from various specialties and backgrounds to give advice. So today we are super excited to have Kareem and we are going to discuss what it's like as an international medical graduate to apply to a competitive specialty. So thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Where are you in residency and what specialty are you in? I'm in uh, the Medical University of South Carolina in Charleston, South Carolina, and I'm in my fourth year, so I'm in senior year in uh, residency training in ophthalmology. So normally we like to start the podcast with some rapid fire questions about AOA and gold humanism. And we recognize that a lot of international medical schools do not have these sorts of clubs. So we have another set of questions for you. What medical school did you go to? So I went to medical school. I started medical school in Syria uh, at the University of Kalamun. That's where I grew up in Damascus, Syria. And then I transferred to a Caribbean school uh, at the University of Medicine and Health Sciences, St. Kitts. And did you dual apply to another specialty when you were applying to ophthalmology? I did not. Well, sort of, because we have to do prelim year of some sort, but it was in the intent of matching it to intern year so I can go on to ophthalmology, but not full on dual apply. And how many ophthalmology programs did you apply to? I think I applied to about 75 programs. And how many did you interview at? I interviewed at 11. So being an ophthalmology applicant means that you are applying to an incredibly competitive specialty. So how did being an international medical graduate affect your decision making during the whole application process? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, sort of being the underdog in the race, uh, so to speak. So I applied broadly based on a lot of advice that I got from my mentors and essentially boiled down to uh, state licensure restrictions. So based on, you know, certain criteria that each state has for medical school um, requirements, I was not eligible to apply to all the states. So I, I applied to all the programs that I was eligible to get uh, licensed license in. And so when you're looking at ophthalmology programs to apply, it can be stressful to figure out exactly which programs may take international medical graduates. So how did you decide which programs you were going to apply to? Yeah, that's a great question. I really struggled to find any sort of resources or information about which programs uh, take international medical graduates when it comes to ophthalmology, but this is, it's not, there's no rule to it. And some programs take, um, you know, multiple IMGs on, on and off cycles. And um, some programs that never take an IMGs start taking IMGs. Uh, so I think each program is, is unique in their circumstance at the application cycle and, um, you know, the applicants themselves that kind of drive that decision. So there's, you know, short, the, the short answer is there's no uh, way of figuring out which um, programs take IMGs. I, I just kind of um, listen to my mentors about programs I should reach out to. So that's one thing that I did is I, I emailed programs ahead of, uh, you know, the application uh, submission. And I said, hey, I'm interested in your program. I think, you know, uh, I, I could be a good fit. I see your interest in research. I've done some research um, in ophthalmology, and I think I can bring that to the table. So interesting that you would email them prior to submitting your application. 
Yeah, I think it's it's hard to differentiate yourself as an IMG specifically in competitive, you know, subspecialties. Uh, so I think it's sort of breaking the ice with the program and say, hey, I, I, you know, I'm interested, I'm generally interested in your program. I wasn't sending out to every program out there. Uh, there had to be some sort of connection uh, between my, you know, research ties at Will's Eye Hospital where I was doing my research fellowship and, and their program and some sort of connection there. And so when you're putting together your application, a very important part is your personal statement. And so did you discuss any of your experiences as an international medical graduate within that statement? So I, I initially I did in my draft, but then listening to my mentors, uh, they said to take it out and just focus on my research in ophthalmology and that what programmers want to see in ophthalmology is ophthalmology, ophthalmology, ophthalmology. Now, you know, I don't know if that is applicable to everyone, uh, but that's that that was my experience. I think that's a great point. They really want to see that you're interested in the field, especially in a field that is very small, where you mentioned that your mentors were a part of this process. People do speak with one another and they care more about you as a person and your drive and motivation to be a clinician and or researcher in the field. And so that is really something that people care about in a lot of these competitive arenas. Absolutely. So you continue to mention that you had this support from mentors and a lot of people don't know where to even go to find these mentors, especially ones that they can be well connected to, that can write letters of recommendation, that can vouch for them. So where do you recommend that people look out for mentorship? Yeah, so that's a great question. I I was lucky because I took time off after medical school and and did um, a dedicated two years to do a research in ophthalmology. So it was sort of accessible to me in that uh, way. Um, but if you don't have the means to do that and you can't take the time off, just reach out to you know prominent uh, names in ophthalmology, people that publish and people that are known to be taking on medical students and, and uh, trained fellows and residents. Uh, those are the ones that are going to be able to guide you and help you. Um, you can also, you know, reach out to if, if you're an IMG and, and you're interested in getting more information, reaching out to us IMGs that have matched into ophthalmology are now there and, you know, sort of mentorship is, is a, uh, it can be a different uh, levels in your careers. Um, it, it can be in the same level, you know, medical student to another medical student, but it could also be a residence to, to medical students. So one of the programs that I've recently learned about is the RAV Venable Ophthalmology Program. It's, it's a research program that uh, offers scholarships to medical students who come from a different background. So a more minority background or um, sort of a, a diversity initiative in ophthalmology. And so that's one program where you can apply to and, and they have, uh, they take abstracts from medical students, residents, and fellows, uh, but they also have sort of fireside discussions with programs where they get to uh, link you with ophthalmology mentors. Other resources are going through the American Academy of Ophthalmology website, and they also have a um, minority program where they try to get medical students to establish some sort of mentorship, mentee-mentor uh, relationship through their program. So look at, look at the Academy's website as well. 
That's really helpful. There are just so many resources out there, but sometimes it can be overwhelming to determine which ones can be most helpful. And so when you discuss the idea of reaching out to an international medical graduate who is in that same field, who is now a resident, they can help guide you and help facilitate some of those starter connections that may ultimately lead to what a mentor is. And so, you know, throughout this process, there are lots of components including the application, but also then there are the interviews. So do you have any recommendations for IMGs when they're trying to prepare for their interviews? Once you get your interview, it's sort of a level field. It's hard to tell who's, you know, going to be uh, ranked up higher. Um, so just be yourself. Interview day is the day for you to shine. Don't don't stress about anything else. They want to get to know you and you want to get to know them. And so uh, just have genuine, honest conversations with them. Try to project through, you know, who you are as a person, who you would be as a physician and wanting to take care of patients and uh, what sort of a person they expect to interact with once you come on into the program. So I would say on the day of the interview, just be relaxed, be attentive to everyone around you, be nice to everyone. Uh, it's it's funny that we have to mention that, but yes, be collegial. A lot of the people you're going to interact with on the chair are going to be your, your friends and colleagues for years long, especially in a, a small field like ophthalmology. And um, you never know who you'd meet on the trail that's going to be at, at some point affecting or, you know, uh, providing help for you in, in your career. Um, and so just, it's a great opportunity for you to meet people um, and, and just let your personality shine through. Those are great things to remember. And one of the most important parts of this process, like you described, is to be kind, whether it be to the program coordinator, to the residents that are interviewing you, the program director, the chair, you never realize how much say every single person may have in this entire process. And then when it comes to the interview, you mentioned that you didn't discuss being an IMG in your personal statement, but did you ever get questions on the interview trail about your experience as an international medical graduate? Yeah, absolutely. And because I, I grew up in Syria, there were a lot of questions about, you know, how was it like growing back and growing up in the Middle East and Syria and then making the transition over to the States. So it, it was a way of, you know, pointing strengths in your application, right? So it was a point of saying, so saying that, hey, you know, I, I sucked through, I, I was determined that ophthalmology is what I really wanted. And, and so that shows some resilience to the interviewees, interviewer who's asking you those questions. But besides that, you know, I've had some funny questions about whether, what, what are my plans going to be? Do I intend to stay on in the States? Am I going back? And it's sort of hard for people to answer those questions because we, you know, not everyone knows what they're going to do. Uh, we're just trying to get excellent training and, and uh, residency and, and, decide later. In my case, I knew I, was, I wanted to say, so it was easy for me to say yes, uh, but it can, I can see how that can be a tough question to be asked. Yes. And a lot of people wonder if their answers are wrong or if they're right. But I think what's important for people to realize is if they are honest and transparent in their answers, people will see that and appreciate that. And really, they just want to see your thought process and see what your interests are. And there may not be a wrong answer. And if there is, it may not be even the right program for you to be at. And it may not be where you'd be happiest. 
Absolutely right. Um, if there's a program that you feel like they're singling you out because of, you know, your path in life, then probably shouldn't be there. And a lot of the times, you know, people wonder if they're applying to a competitive specialty as a U.S. medical graduate or as an IMG, if they should have a backup plan. And so I know you didn't apply to another specialty, but for those that do not match or for those that are considering applying to another specialty, do you have any tips for people in order to just maintain a sense of stability and calmness throughout the stressful endeavor? Yeah, I, I didn't have a backup plan. I was sort of, you know, off the robust uh, and with a mindset that if I didn't, you know, match the first time around, I was going to apply again, uh, which would have been, you know, heartbreaking and difficult. But that was the mindset I was, you know, kind of going in with. And so the options would be either, either, you know, do that. Maybe if you don't match, then the option would be to try again. And I've had um, some of my colleagues that reached out to me after I, I matched into ophthalmology, they didn't have, you know, uh, good luck that cycle. And they ended up matching the, the year after in a really, you know, top 10 residency programs in ophthalmology, which is phenomenal. And so they just took time and, and kind of uh, uh, recouped and, and applied again. So you never know what factors play in into each year's cycle. But if you are wanting to get a backup plan, yes, I know some people who apply into ophthalmology and not necessarily IMGs, even uh, U.S. seniors that apply to ophthalmology with a backup plan of uh, applying it to medicine. And the nice thing about the ophthalmology uh, ophthalmology matches, uh, it goes through the San Francisco match, and it's an early match. Uh, and so if you uh, don't wind up matching in ophthalmology, you have time to kind of expand on your options before uh, March of that year. That is a great point. I always hear so many wonderful things about the SF match and how well it's run. And one great thing is that you find out early, which is really nice when you're trying to plan for what you're going to do next if you do not match. Well, you have provided us so many tips in order to look at what it's like to go through the application and the interview cycle into a competitive specialty as an IMG. Is there anything else you'd like to offer about this whole application or residency interview process? Um, so what I think really helped me is having, you know, my research background and, and I can expand on that uh, a little bit more, but just research the programs, just kind of like any other um, applicant that, that should know that the program they're interviewing at and, um, and know the people that are going to be there and what sort of environment um, that it is and what they might be looking for in a resident. Well, that is really important. And we all need to think about that when applying to the match. So Kareem, you have shared with us a lot about ophthalmology, but can you share a fun fact about yourself totally unrelated to medicine? Totally unrelated to medicine. I, I used to be a DJ in Damascus uh, and I used to play a lot of house and trance music. And, uh, and my wife, uh, now wife, at the time was my girlfriend, I used to come up uh, to all my uh, parties. So that's, uh, that's a fun fact about me. Well, have you used those skills in residency? No, I haven't found the time to do that. Uh, so uh, probably something that I have to look into after fellowship even. Well, you're too busy looking into the eye. Well, that's all the time we have today with Kareem. Thanks for joining us at Inside the Match. Special thanks to Kevin McCloyd for the music and be sure to follow or subscribe to our podcast. Catch our next podcast to learn more application tips and hear from another awesome resident or leader in medical education.